Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I don't even know what to do with myself now that we have a full week here at Nuanas Now, but that's okay. And we have our first Tuesday installment of one of our fun new summer series. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Uh, hopefully you don't have to work all week. Even if you do, maybe you're just enjoying it. I don't know. Uh, but we'll be on the air all uh, week this week. But we have another short week next week. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's media days for the Big Sky Conference. And we are into football season. So uh, even though it seems like the dog days of summer where we're trying to figure out stuff to come up with to talk about, that's not the case at all. We are about to be fully into football mode, so very excited for that. But today, here, we'll get you started out with a little Where Are They Now basketball style. Chris Redpath, our co-host of our Where Are They Now series. And today's subject, Oleana Squires, a very fun player to watch, very entertaining during her time uh, at Montana State. And a young lady that sort of has had an interesting and unique path in the world of basketball. She was an all-Big Sky player there at MSU but as has been well chronicled, got her career basically abruptly ended at the collegiate level. Then she didn't play basketball for a couple of years, and now she's returned to the game. She's playing professionally overseas, and uh, it's just a coincidence, but she's playing on the same pro team there in England, right outside of London, with former Lady Grizz, Mackenzie Johnson, who was actually the uh, the first subject we profiled when we started this Where Are They Now summer series uh, last summer. So we'll hear from Oleana Squires. Uh, Krista and I talked to her last week on a Zoom call. So we have three different uh, segments of that conversation to share with you here uh, over the first two uh, segments. We'll also talk some trends in Big Sky Conference basketball, the identity of certain programs, and uh, just where everybody fits in the mix. I do think that having a, a identity as a women's basketball program in the Big Sky Conference is very important, and that bears out when you look at some of the success. We also have some of our... Uh, Staple Tuesday segments, our Treasure State Stars coming up, highlighting some of the best individual performances around the state of Montana. And then a jam-packed hour number two as well. Justin Angle and I talked about all the hot topics of the day, the business angle, whether it's the Live and PGA Golf Tour merger or the New York Times buying the Athletic or uh, NCAA football, the video game. Will it return? Will it not return? We have a ton to get to today with Justin Angle, so we'll do that right off the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, it snuck up on me somehow. I don't know, it's probably not snuck up on a lot of you, but the Women's World Cup begins here in less than two weeks. So we'll get the scoop from Andrew. There was a bunch of coverage on ESPN.com about the U.S. Women's National Team. I find it fascinating where they sort of fit into the the landscape of American sports. Uh, they are certainly, I don't know, wouldn't you say, Krista, the United States Women's National Team for soccer is probably the most famous 
women's sports team in the country, right? I would say so, yes. Uh, right? I mean, and, and I think that that's really cool on one hand, but also there's a discussion to be had. Why is that? I think that there's a lot of factors that go into it. Namely, that those gals are just awesome. I mean, they're just really, incredible really great, athletes. incredible athletes, incredible conditioning. I also think there's a an element of familiarity there, too, because we've had several of the, the best players have been the best players for a while. Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino and, and various other uh, sort of star players there on the U.S. national team. So we'll get Andrew in here to talk um, some United States World Cup uh, as well. So there you go. It's your show outlook here on Nuanas Now. You can always uh, watch on the ESPN MT app or on SWX Montana Television. You can always stream ESPN MT app or 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, 406 888 1029. That's 1029 And all guests today and every day will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We'll also have a community spotlight for you presented by Man Mortgage within this uh, Where Are They Now series each week. And uh, we have to say thank you once again to our friends over at Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Paul Ryan, Angie Miller, very dedicated to uh, this community of Missoula and the state of Montana. And uh, Angie swung by the studio. Uh, earlier, I guess last week, a couple weeks ago, and uh, she let us know just a little bit more about what they got going on at their firm. If you need any sort of legal consultation, a car accident, a DUI, any sort of uh, personal injury, you can always call their firm for free. And Angie talked about that a little bit last time she was in studio. Angie, in today's world of ever-changing economy, finances are never far from anyone's mind. It's just the, it's the way it is, and it's especially that way for professional services. How much does it cost to talk to you? Yeah, so actually to talk to us and get a consultation, no matter what your case is, it's absolutely free. That's really the beauty of our job that we can help people, give them some guidance and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. For um, personal injury, medical malpractice, it's actually, you never pay anything to us. If we get a settlement or a judgment or a verdict for you, then we get a portion of that, but otherwise you're not paying us any money. So it's really helpful to prospective clients. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. They're a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. Ryan and Miller handle cases across the state of Montana and focus in specific areas of law to ensure they provide their clients with the best representation possible. As you just heard Angie Miller tell you there, you can call anytime for free. Uh, Ryan and Miller Law, proud pre- presenters of the Where Are They Now series, talking all things Big Sky Conference basketball all summer long here uh, on Nuanas now. Uh, I definitively remember, we talked about this last week, just sort of the l- loading and reloading of a program, right? When you when you build one up initially and you have a great group that you sort of build it around, then when that group moves on, how do you sustain the success? Trisha Benford has had several really great groups, but I remember the first time Montana State was trying to reload after winning a couple Big Sky Championships was after that group led by Jasmine Hamas and Lindsey Stockton, Alexa Dawkins, and Peyton Ferris. They had moved on. That group had so much chemistry because they had gone back to their high school days. I mean, they all play on the same club team since they're like 16 years old. So it was a very challenging sort of reload for Montana State. They did it flawlessly, and then the next group, they went on and had one of the great seasons in the history of the Big Sky Conference when they went 19-1. and Oleana Squires was a huge part of that. I remember when they landed her... Uh, out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and uh, she's was certainly a very highly recruited player. She had a ton of D1 offers. She was playing on the U20 United States national team. Part of that's because the Olympic Training Center is right there in her hometown, so she was able to, to get a pretty easy tryout. But nonetheless, it was a huge get for uh, the Bobcats. And then Squires played a ton of roles during her time at Montana State, but when the dust settled, I mean, she had multiple Big Sky championships, more than 1,000 points. Uh, she was a very dynamic player player right away for Montana State coming in just averaging over 14 minutes her first year but that was an incredible year to win it all and go to the NCAA tournament um, she scored 1,184 points in her career and she played in 120 games Coulter so that's quite a few games that she played for coach Benford um, she was number four in career three-point field goals made so she also was quite a three-point threat Um, I really enjoyed watching Oleana just get after it. She was a player that could get up and down. She has a great stroke. She could take it to the hole. She was just a really dynamic player. She was part of that largest winning streak at home that was 31 games. It started in 2015, so it started before Oleana got there, but it went all the way till January 11th of 2018. So she arguably played in one of the best eras of Montana State women's basketball. And, you know, she came in with this reputation as the 
this uh, just cutthroat scorer. And she certainly had great moments of doing that during her career. But she also learned how to play off. She was recruited initially to play on the ball. She learned how to play off the ball. She learned how to play sort of uh, in cohesion with a whole group of great post players, including Fallon Frigi, who went on to become the Big Sky MVP. Uh, the the two-headed platoon that they used so well with Blair Braxton and Madeline Smith. So um, a lot of times if you are brought in to be that prolific of a scorer and you're not necessarily the focal point, yet you still go average double figures scoring for your whole career and score over 1,100 points, I mean, I think it's a real testament to Oleana Squires, her ability to sort of be malleable and adjust to her teammates. Well, and also Coach Benford, she is a, a coach of roles, right? She's sure. found s- specific players to play various roles. And you look at an Oleana Squires with a Darian White, and those two together were quite the one-two punch. Um, but it just seems like... Oleana evolved in her career and fit whatever the Bobcats needed to win. We're going to start with what's going on actually in the here and now, though. Chris and I, Krista and I, Chris Redpath in the studio with me, uh, we had a conversation with Oleana Squires, catching up with her. She's back stateside. She's in Colorado for the summer. Uh, but we asked her a little bit just about her, her last year in England and uh, what it was like playing there for a professional team in London. Oleana Squires, where are they now here on Nuana's Now? Well, good. Well, let's just start with the here and now then. Um, How's it been going overseas? You're playing in London, right? Right outside of London? Yeah, a little bit outside of London. Um, It was honestly one of the best experiences I've ever had. It was um, competitive. The league was competitive. The team that I ended up playing for was great. Like a very, honestly, one one of the best teams I've played played with as far as like the way we got along on and off the court. Um, It was, it was a lot of fun. So much of the international challenge is the the language barriers, right? But you're speaking English there. So did that make it easier a little bit? Yeah, I was telling her that I got lucky because, I mean, you know, a lot of people, my sister, she had gone to Latvia um, and she, they didn't speak English there. So she kind of just had a hard, hard time with it. But, you know, being in England, it was such an easy transition. It made it a lot less, um, like I didn't get as homesick as I thought I was going to get. So it was nice. <laughs> Probably easier to get around too, right? Because you could just ask people where you're going instead of having to figure yeah. out if you're German or Latvian or whatever. Yep, definitely. What's the biggest difference you notice about life over there? Um, I mean, I guess the uh, the roads are smaller. <laughs> the roads are smaller. The cars are smaller. But I didn't. I walked everywhere, so the town wasn't too big. So I just we walked everywhere. <laughs> Oleana Squires here on Where Are They Now, a supplemental series co-hosted by Krista Redpath and myself, Coulter Nuanez, presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Squires, a former Montana State All-Big Sky Conference performer in women's basketball, took a couple years off, but has been playing professionally overseas uh, in England. And she's also, coincidentally, on the same team as Mackenzie Johnston, who was part of this series last summer, a former Lady Grizz, and they were in college at the same time, so they battled against each other. Now they're teammates. Fun fold. So, Oleana, I had a chance to um, visit with Coach Binford and Mackenzie Johnston, your teammate. So I want to tell you first what Mackenzie had to say about you. I would say I really lucked out getting to play on a team with Oleana, and she isn't too bad for a cat. <laughs> I definitely prefer playing on her team versus against. I came out of the writer's program gaining her as one of my best friends. That's pretty special. That kind of gives me the chills. No, that's so sweet. I think it was awesome. When I initially talked to the coach for this team, um, one of his points that he made to me that he he was like, I have a girl coming from Montana. And I was like, oh, like, I wonder who it could be. And then Kenzie and I ended up getting in touch and she it's so weird when you play against each other. Like I knew nothing about her besides um, basketball wise. I knew nothing about her. We've never spoken. Um, And then we have to go to a whole nother country to become friends. And she really is one of my best friends. Now we talk every single day. Um, We get along great. She is, she's awesome. I love it. We'll have to dig up some old photos of you because I know that there's a few where you two were battling it out. There is one. There's one with her wearing a face mask. There's a good picture of a face mask. Right. Yep. Just having somebody that you were kind of familiar with, though, like you said, it's funny that you had to go overseas to to become really great friends. But just having someone that you just knew of, did that make the transition easier, too? It did make it a lot easier. Um, yeah, even if I, like even the fact that I didn't know her. But then we got over there and probably two days, two days in, we like clicked and 
then we're inseparable from there. Like it was, and on top of that, she's a great basketball player. She's a great point guard and being able to play with her was, she knows, she knows where to find me to get open shots and that's all I could ask for. And I think that that's really speaks to both of your games because obviously you were an incredible shooter, Oleana, you still are. Um, but in the college game, it, it was really exceptional to watch. And McKinsey didn't necessarily have the shooters at Montana. So for her to come in and get to play with a player like you where she can dish yeah. and hit it, I can imagine you two were a really good one-two combo. And I did watch some highlights and it was really fun to see. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't, I honestly didn't realize how like many dimes she can actually drop. Like she can make some really nice passes and she's had, I think she had two triple doubles throughout the season overseas. And it was unreal to watch her. Some of the passes, I'm just like, I'm standing there and all watching and I'm in the middle of the game. I want to ask you about international basketball, but I'm going to let Krista tell you the quote from, from coach Ben about you. Cause it, it talks about that. Cause I think it's a really interesting uh, observation that she had, but I think it's so true. So I'll just let Krista read that first and then, then I'll ask you about it. Okay. Oleana Squires, what a special young lady who is flat out a dangerous scorer, especially in a ball screen. Her game was made for the professional game where she could spread you out as a playmaker. She was one of our winningest classes in school history and part of our historic class that won 19 games in conference and went undefeated on the road in conference that year. She is fun, competitive, and just a flat-out great kid. Well, that's nice of Coach Ben. I love Coach Ben. <laughs> but, I mean, on that note, it's so true, and, and we see a, a lot of like combo guards like you. You actually transition better to the pro game because you're surrounded by better players and the spacing's better, the flow's better, all that stuff. So have you seen that? And how much does that just help you? Um, you know, I think just, I don't know if I've noticed like a huge difference in the way like of the college versus pro, besides like maybe a little bit of the speed and strength of the players. But I think, um, I don't know, I haven't, there wasn't much. <laughs> Well, when you're a scorer, you're a scorer. So I, I think that you definitely have an eye for um, looking for a good shot, taking a good shot. Yeah. So to you, it's just shooting. Um, but it's nice to see. And you definitely have range. And that's one thing about your game. You know, great off the dribble jump shot, but also just a spot up three. So you have a complete game and obviously contributed to the success of your team this year. What was your final record, Oleana? Ooh, um, I actually don't know. I know that, so the top team that was above us, they beat us every single time we played them. <laughs> and I think we played them a total of five times. And then we lost two other games. And I think other than that, that was it. What countries were you able to experience? You mentioned that you traveled some around Christmas. What yeah. other areas of Europe did you get to experience? So I got to go to Tenerife. I just needed some sun. It rained endlessly in England. So I was like, I need to go get some sun. And then after Tenerife, um, so I traveled with one of my teammates. This was Kenzie and I's other really good friend over there. Um, and then after that, we went to Milan, which was awesome. And then Later on in the season, I think it was around February, Kenzie and I went to um, Alicante, Spain. So that was pretty cool. Just amazing experiences to just... Yeah, it was awesome. To. And what I think is impressive too is everything's so close. I mean, yeah. in America, you know, you go from Colorado to Montana and if you're doing that type of proximity in Europe, you're in a whole different country. I know, it's crazy. And it's crazy how cheap it is too. That made it even better. <laughs> It's our Where Are They Now series here on Nuanas Now, co-hosted by Chris Redpath, coming to you live on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Oleana Squire is our subject this week, a Montana State great who's now playing professionally overseas, talking about her time living right outside of London. Oleana Squire is here on uh, Where Are They Now. Well, let's just dive right into her time at Montana State. We gave you some of the background. Crystal Redpath, co-hosted with me here, uh, presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Let's just roll it. Uh, Oleana Squires on uh, how her time at Montana State sort of influenced her career and uh, led to this opportunity overseas. Oleana, I want to take it back to your childhood. Okay. And how has your family shaped you? Did you grow up in a basketball family? Tell me how your love for the game first started. 
Yeah. So funny enough, my, so my family has always been so supportive of me and they've always encouraged me to, you know, just try different things. So initially like growing up, I started out with like soccer. I was terrible at it. And then I did cheerleading and that was fine, but I'm not a cheerleader. <laughs> and then I went to do, um, and then I was in beauty pageants and that also wasn't for me either. Like I, that was <laughs> that was an experience. Well, you could be a model, so I could see that. So <laughs> oh, yes. You. Um, and then in I think around third grade is when I my dad was like, Do you want to try basketball? And I was like, sure. So I went to I started out in like a YMCA league, being the only girl on this all boys team, being the tallest on the team. And I that was just kind of, you know, boys at that age, I don't know. They're just it was hard for me to even like fit in <laughs> in general. So basketball wasn't all that fun at the time. But um, and then I didn't play after that because I was like, I don't really like this. And so then I think that when I went into fifth grade is when I played for the school team and I was like kind of enjoying it again. And then ever since then, I kind of like didn't look back. I, from then I was like, yep, this is what I want to do. I really enjoy this. And, um, yeah, never stopped playing after that. So what is your biggest inspiration for basketball growing up? Did you have someone that you looked up to? Um, Kobe Bryant was always my biggest inspiration. He's a big one. It's very worshipped in my household. So my dad, my dad was a track runner and my mom didn't really play sports. And so, I mean, but my dad, he had about, he had a really good basketball knowledge. So he played a little bit of basketball in high school, but never outside of that was just all track majority. And so he was kind of the one that like, he was my coach when I was playing for my little club team in middle school, elementary, like he was one of my coaches and he was my like personal coach, trainer, skills trainer as well. So, yeah. Do you have any driveway battles with your family or any shooting in the driveway? No, I think my dad knew that I was always better than him, so he wouldn't do it. <laughs> no challenging games of pig? No, and funny, like also my sister and I, so everyone would always ask. So my sister also played basketball. She um, played at Metro State up in Denver here. Uh, she, everyone would always be like, who's, was it better between you two but we had we would never ever play one-on-one -on -one, so we'd just be like I don't know <laughs> keep the peace in the family by not playing one-on-one -on -one. yeah yep how much older is she than you she's two years older than me so we got to play two years of high school together was that fun to play with your sister that was awesome I think before that we weren't as close and then after we got to play together in high school and we played together during um AAU as well we just we yeah, it helped our sibling relationship so much. Where are they now? Co-hosted by Crystal Redpath here on Nuana is now featuring Oleana Squires, a Montana State great who's now playing overseas in London, talking about her hoops origins. How was the transition from going from high school to Montana State? What made you choose Montana State? I know you were heavily recruited elsewhere. Why Montana State? Um, you know, I think it was their winning culture, which I love. And the coaching staff was amazing. And then, you know, I knew that this was a place that I could go into and actually have some sort of impact on, no matter like what it was, whatever role Coach Ben were to put me in. I think that in my mind, I knew that was a place that I could have some impact on and I could have a successful career at. Did you like Bozeman? I did like Bozeman. I loved it. I... It's not for everyone. Nature isn't for everyone. Um, Lots of snow, snow over there. Snow is not for everyone, but I didn't mind it. I, you know, Montana reminded me a little bit of Colorado. So it wasn't too hard of a transition there. And I don't regret a single thing about it. We don't get a lot of as much snow in Missoula. Um, however, I just feel like you're in a gym in the winter months. So I never yeah. really noticed it either while I was playing. Now that I'm not, I notice it. Now that oh, I'm yeah. The worst part is having to make that little trek through the snow during uh, to, to your classes. But other than that, not too bad. <laughs> so you played on some really good teams for Montana State, and it would be hard to choose one memory. But could you talk about a game or a moment that really comes to mind that stands out? Oh, a moment. Um, uh, a very special, I feel like this was just very special. We, my, obviously my senior year was my favorite. Um, 
I'm pretty sure that it was Chris at home. And we, that after winning that game is when we got to celebrate um, winning the conference. And that was just uh, all the fans staying for it and all that. It was, it was one of the most special memories I have. And everyone was just so happy. And I have the video like ingrained in my head from that. So that was one of my favorite memories. I remember I called that game and there was confetti all over. Yeah. Yes. The crowd was just really electric. Yeah. Talk about Worthington arena and being in the brick and your fan support at Montana state has really grown over the years. But you saw significant um, fan um, attendance jump in the years that you played. What were your fans like? They were amazing. I think the support at Montana State is one of the best, like, besides from Missoula, I think they get the best in the Big Sky Conference. I think our fans are so, like, loyal. And also, I love um, how much, like, like having the youth there. Like, I think that having them so involved and everything, and it's really nice. Like, I think the fan base is great. It really feels like the athletic department is a family, and mm-hmm. I've got to know everyone over at Montana State. They've welcomed me. They welcome Coulter. Um, but I think Tom Schultz has been yeah. incredible uh, to work awesome. with. He's become a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, do you have any Tom stories from traveling with him? Oh. You know, I honestly have the worst memory, but I would say that I love Tom. He is amazing. He's awesome. Has always been so supportive throughout everything and even still now is so supportive. He's awesome. I'm telling you, Oleana, if I have some question about any team or player, I just text Tom and he gets right back to me. It's like he has so many years. He's worked there for so many years, um, but you all just are so special to him. It's family. It's awesome. Such a great um, support staff. I love it. On that note, I know your senior season, you traveled to Puerto Rico. Yes. And Dr. Cresado came with you and took you around and toured in Puerto Rico and also gave you just an uplifting speech before your game. Can you talk about that trip? Yeah, that trip was awesome. I think that it's, such a just such a great opportunity to get out and like be able to see different parts of the world you know as especially as a team i think it's a good bonding experience as well and the season can be so long so starting off a season with that is very nice um no i thought it was it was great she she was so excited about it too she's probably more excited than any of us to be there and it was such a special experience and then to start our preseason off with playing Wichita State and Texas A&M was also, it was quite the challenge. It was a great opportunity though for the team. And I think it set the, it set the tone. I think we competed so well against them and kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. That trip was a very successful one and a little mini vacation as well. So can't complain about that. Oleana Squires on her career at Montana State here on the Where Are They Now? Presented by Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. You scored 1,184 points in your career. So you're part of the famous 1000 point club at Montana state. Um, that's some pretty amazing players that you're in company with. Um, can you, can you talk about the influence that Montana state had on you in your college career? Yeah, I think, you know, the coaching staff is there to always, um, you know, make you better and to push you to be better and to also give you confidence. And I think, um, they all, uh, Julian, Coach Jay, um, Katie, Coach Ben, Sonny, Coach Harris at the time, they all played such a huge role in like making me want to be better and pushing me to be better and giving me confidence to know that I can compete in this, like in the league and all that. And so you played in a time too, where we moved the tournaments to neutral sites. So you won your freshman year in Reno and then found your rhythm in Boise eventually. Um, those were some great years. I mean, I'm looking at you, you won 82 games as well. I'm a numbers person, Eliana, but are there any other games outside of Bobcat Grizz that really stood out? One that actually I do, like, I don't remember it completely, but I remember it slightly just because I have the clip, like in my head, we, it was, I think it was my sophomore year. And I want to say we were at Idaho state. We were down by one or two points. And I remember they had the ball and we, they had the ball, they had advanced it. And it was me, Hannah, um, Hannah Caudill, 
Delaney Junkermeyer. I can't remember the other two that were on the floor, but it was down to this defensive possession. And I remember, um, I think it was they threw the ball in and I had tipped it to get a steal, dot, like dove on the floor for it, ended up like somehow getting it to Hannah for her to make the um, pretty much the game winning layup. And I think I don't for some reason that is the one that sticks out in my head. And there's no reason like I love it. Not special. It's just like a normal everyday like game. But yeah, Isn't that interesting how those stand out, though. It is. Um, we talk a lot about on-court memories, but knowing me being a former player, the friendships that you make off the court are forever. Yes. And you had a very special group of players that you played with. Do you still keep up with Blair Braxton, Madeline Smith, Valen Freegi, Martha Cooter? Yes. Um, dream team? Yeah. So Blair, Blair is actually my best friend. Blair lives up in Denver. We, we go way back. We, Blair and I used to play on club on the same club team when we were in eighth grade. So we knew each other before coming into Montana state and yeah, no, we, she's, she's my best friend. Like we, we talk all the time every day. Um, Fallon, I do talk to her occasionally. I like to keep up with what she's doing. Madeline, she was just on a little European trip, but we don't, I, Madeline was like one of my also best friends in college too. Like it was me, her and Blair that were just inseparable. How do you think that your playing days for Montana state has shaped you into the person you are today? That is a great question. <laughs> um, I think overall, it has, I think being like having to talk, okay, sorry, let me get my thoughts. Um, I have always been like a very reserved and like shy person. And so when it comes to doing things like interviews or like having to be like, recorded on any type of thing like after games or anything like that i would always just freak out and i would i would have so much anxiety about it and i think you know having to do those throughout the year has made me like a more confident and comfortable in who i am kind of person and then um other than that i think just you know as the years have gone on i just <laughs> feel like i've grown as a person you know with life experiences and, and stuff like that it's what's yeah. your workout routine this summer oliana what are you doing to train um, so this year or this summer, I have a trainer, um, his name is Trey Harris. I trained with him and then I kind of just lift weights this week was, so this week was special. Like I got to, so I had two workouts Monday, Tuesday, and then I got to practice, be a practice player for the USA U19 women's team. So I did that Wednesday, Thursday, and that was, that was such a great experience. It's, that was awesome. And it's so nice being that it's just right down the street from me, just a 20 minute drive, the Olympic training center. So that's special. And yeah, I've just been, they have like open runs that they do for women here. So I've just been taking part of those. But other than that. So there's a little bit on Oleana Squires and how she got to this point on the precipice of becoming a professional basketball player. You also heard a little bit about her time this last year in her first year as a pro basketball player. But how about the time in between? Our Where Are They Now series, presented by Ryan and Miller Law, continues right after this. Chris Redpath in studio with me, more with Oleana Squires on the other side. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. Mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I'm only laughing because I'm reading this headline right now on ESPN.com. 
Georgia's Kirby Smart first to admit that speeding issues continue. And it's all about all the speeding tickets that all the guys on the University of Georgia football team have gotten. Uh, it seems like a pretty pretty simple... Pretty, Late Tuesday? I mean, I guess. It also seems like a pretty simple solution. Just don't drive 88 miles per hour in the middle of Athens, Georgia. It's not that hard. Come <laughs> on, it's now ESPN Radio. Uh, a little milky chance for you on the way back here on your Tuesday. We continue here on this Tuesday, our Where Are They Now series, featuring former... Uh, all-time great basketball players, both men and women. Uh, heavy angles on both Montana and Montana State and around the Big Sky Conference. Chris Redpath uh, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio. And our uh, Where Are They Now series all summer long presented by Ryan and Miller Live. Ryan and Miller, they truly care about their clients and their community. It's important for their firm to be to help out local Montanans and the surrounding communities. Every year they find ways to give back to the community and support the community they support so many different various organizations, and uh, we can't thank them enough for all of their support and all of our various uh, endeavors here at Nuanas now, and uh, of course around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. And this extension of that uh, are where they now series here all summer long. Uh, a little bit more with Oleana Squires. She is a uh, former Bobcat. She was on that great uh, championship team at MSU that got the season called off because of the pandemic, and. That really impacted a lot of athletes during that time period, not just in the Big Sky, but across the country. But those Montana State girls really got robbed, and it not only impacted their college careers, but also it impacted some of their pro opportunities as well. Well, definitely. I I know, Coulter, I remember where I was when the domino effect happened and that game was canceled. I mean, we were already all in Idaho Century Arena. For sure. So really, in all honesty, could have played that game. I remember I was interviewing, I was doing a post-game press conference with Brian Katz, the longtime head coach at Sac State. It was a first or a second round game for the men's tournament because the women's tournament had already gotten all the way to the finals, but the men's had only just started. And it, it was just me and a couple of reporters. Then all of a sudden, a reporter from CNN and a reporter from USA Today were standing there and they're both wearing masks. And I was like, why are these guys wearing masks? This is so weird. Well, who are these guys? And one of the guys said, Coach, have you heard about the pandemic? Do you think this tournament's going to get called off? And Coach Katz was like, I don't, I don't know. I want to talk about my team. We just won a game. And he was very dismissive. And then we then we started talking about afterwards. We're like, well, that's not going to happen here, right? And then all of a sudden, we're all meeting on the floor, and it's all over. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, what if sports don't exist anymore? It was such a fast fall. It was a fallout. And you think about the emotional highs and lows of sports in general, general culture. For sure. You make it all the way to the tournament. You've got this tremendous team, one of the best in Montana State history, and you're just peaking at the right time. And, you know, you'd also talk to Coach Newley, who said they were peaking at the right time, sure, too, in right. this perfect storm of Idaho versus Montana State. But how that would affect players after that, um, from a player's perspective, I can only imagine just how much anxiety and what you would go through as a player, what kind of letdown that would be. It's so impactful, too, because we we chronicle the, the, the sort of uh, archived history of the league as well as um, just the legacies of individual players. And there were several great players, including going on Squires, but also like Saeed Pridgett at Montana, Harold Frey at Montana State that were some of the great players we've ever covered in the big sky that didn't get a chance to finish their careers. Who knows? Like, how much could they have accentuated if they just would have got uh, a couple more games? Here's Oleana Squires just on her return to the game of basketball, particularly in the professional ranks. So what was a real highlight this year for you professionally? Um, you know, I think with me having, you know, taken the two years off and not playing those two years, I was able to kind of just find my love for the game again. I kind of went into this, this season, just lucky to have the opportunity to even play overseas to begin with. Um, and so I kind of just took that and I was like, just tried to find the love for the game again, which I did. And I genuinely enjoyed basketball like it has been it's been a long time you know basketball can be a grind um college can definitely be hard on a player so um i think the two years were good for me and i was able to just go in without thinking without any pressure just go play basketball and that was probably the biggest highlight is just having fun with the game again did you play a lot in those two years before you uh went pro i did not <laughs> i I think I fully quit, honestly. I was done with, especially, so with COVID, it just kind of made it hard. I wanted, I definitely wanted to go play overseas. And so, um, you know, COVID happened and then like a few other factors were going on, injuries and whatnot. And so, you know, I 
was just like kind of waiting it out. I had an agent and then nothing was kind of coming of it. And so then I was just like, okay, like maybe I just need to take a break. And so then a whole nother year went by and I was like, well, by the time I think it was around May, May of last year, I was like, I am going to play again. And so I went into the summer and I trained as hard as I could during that last summer and then was off to England. <laughs> what brought you back? What brought you back to the game? Um, you know, I don't, I think it was just the fact that I knew I, in my heart, I knew I was not done yet. My body was, my body was still like in good shape to go play even more. And I knew that I would be upset with myself if I didn't at least give it an opportunity to give, give it a chance. Um, so yeah. And I can relate to that, Eliana, because I feel like for me, when I finished college, I felt like I had something else I needed to, to complete. I needed to go experience something outside of that. Yeah. Are you wanting to continue your professional uh, career with this club or are there plans to move on? There are plans to move on. Um, I plan to play as long as I possibly can. Um, and I want to experience as many countries as I possibly can. So COVID robbed so much from you and your teammates at Montana State. It's such a bummer for that season to not really come to its full ending, you know, and, and I, I always felt so sad for you gals. But so many of you kept playing or coaching or whatever, and, and you've returned to the game, which I think is so cool. So uh, how have you kept a positive attitude uh, through all of this? Um, you know, COVID was definitely, it was definitely hard. I remember being in the, all being in this like meeting room. And when they announced that the tournament was going to continue, and then everyone just kind of um, just started breaking down in tears. And I, for whatever reason, didn't think that it was real. And so I just had no emotions about it. And everyone was just kind of looking at me, but it felt like a really, like a not real experience. I, it didn't feel like it was actually happening. And so I still haven't fully processed it. After that, I think that I just didn't, I didn't process it any more than that. It sucked. Um, and then having, you know, COVID be hard on like trying to go overseas initially, that was obviously hard on me, but I, thought at the time that it was it was what was for the best you know I think everything happens for a reason and so um mentally I think that it did happen for a reason and I I appreciate COVID because it did it gave me a break from basketball and it gave me the opportunity to like I said find my love for the game again and actually be able to enjoy it having a coach that played professionally did that help too like I mean coach Ben played professionally so did she help you with this process um yeah she did you know she always encouraged me that she always like she said she always encouraged me to go play overseas she thought that I'd be a great overseas player um I have to credit so last uh last summer I had gone to I'd gone back to Montana State to help out with some camps and stuff and um this is when uh so Katie Bussey and her fiance Chris so they were there and I was telling them how I wanted to like try and go play overseas again and they were all for it. So um, I did a couple workouts with Chris and Katie and they were amazing. And I have to give big credit to Chris because he is the one who got me in contact with the with the Leicester Riders and a couple other teams as well. Um, and so he is the one who kind of helped out majority of with this whole process. And I'm just so grateful for it because I... Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. So it it was great. So there you go. Uh, pretty cool story the way that Oleana Squires made her way back to the game. You have to feel good for anybody that lost an opportunity and then found one again. And that's exactly what the uh, former Montana State Bobcat and now current professional uh, over in England. Um, she, did, she did say that she's got some stuff in the works. We don't really know what's going on with that, but she does want to continue to play professionally, so that'll be cool. I'll be you're so happy, gotta be so happy for anybody that got an extra opportunity after getting so much taken away from them. Well, and I think obviously she has a lot more in her game. Um, she's got more years to play, and um, to get a chance to go play over in Europe and live in a different culture and experience something new, I think is just this, it's a tremendous opportunity that oftentimes athletes don't see that when they're in the moment, but now being someone who's 25 years, 20 years removed from playing, I look back at that with fondness of living in Copenhagen for that year, Coulter. I totally understand why college basketball is so popular and why people love it so much. The coaches have such a huge influence on what happens on the floor. Everybody's relatively the same age. The structure 
I don't necessarily like the structure of it because I like free-flowing basketball, but I understand why people do like the structure of college basketball. But every once in a while, there's players that when you see them play, you're like, oh, that person's a pro because they have a pro game. Oleana Squires is the most of that of any young lady I've covered in the Big Sky Conference. Her ability to create her own shot off the dribble, spread teams out, especially with the high pick and roll, make decisions with the ball, whether it's as the scorer or as the facilitator, uh, it's not surprising to me at all that she's acclimated immediately to the the professional game and the athleticism. And Great athlete. she elevates. For so sure. she's also she. You you point to that athletic play and that one on one game is huge in yep. the college ranks and, and and obviously more so in pro. Yep. Um, but taking that skill to the professional level. Oh, and the, just the quick trigger too, right? A, a lot of times in college, if you take a quick shot, and you know this, having played for Robin Selvig, and not necessarily the most popular thing, even if it goes in. Whereas in the pros. The games are longer. There's more possessions. You can get way more shots. And so, you know, taking a quick shot, a little bit more leeway, a little bit more freedom. So we appreciate Oleana Squires for being our latest edition of our Where Are They Now series. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Chris Redpath uh, co-hosting all summer long with me, Coulter Nuanez. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys, dedicated to providing their clients with the best representation. They work as a team to provide one-of-a-kind legal services for each of their clients. Their teams work hard to ensure their clients get the best compensation they deserve after any sort of car accident or personal injury. Consultations always free. Call anytime, 406-542-2233 to discuss your case with Ryan and Miller. A community spotlight plus some thoughts on the... uh, State of Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball. Right after this, keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Radio. Welcome back. You want us now? ESPN Radio. It's our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. And we're winding down hour number one. Justin Engel's coming up. I recorded with him earlier today. Uh, it's a very in depth conversation, so it's quite long. So we have to make sure we hit our heart out here. But we do want to uh, finish up our Where Are They Now with the community spotlight, which is something Chris had brought to the table. It's always highlighting. Sometimes fun, sometimes important, sometimes both things uh, in the community. And uh, this is a good one this week. So we're featuring the Silver Lining Foundation. In the spring of 2015, a small group of women began gathering to support each other in the aftermath of breast cancer treatment. And a few of them met during chemo. Others were referred by friends. It evolved organically, and they were brought together by the common experience of being in the trenches and trying to decipher on how to move forward post-breast cancer, uh, post-chemo, post-radiation. And so this group, Coulter, has monthly gatherings and they listen to educational speakers. They share meals. They also are trained three times a week by my good friend, your friend, Mike Rankin, which I think is really neat. They also paddle together three to four times a week in the spring and summer months doing outrigging and dragon boats up at Salmon Lake. Super cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, This week, though, is a really important seminar, the Exercise and Lifestyle Medicine and Oncology Care, a medical and survivorship conference in western montana it's july 12th through the 14th at the uc ballroom on on campus and there's going to be a wide variety of guest speakers in the medical profession and covering panel topics such as things like physical activity during survivorship or navigating medical reimbursements things like that i think that i think are really important for um, the cancer battle. So it's $99 to attend this conference on down to $25 for cancer survivors. And the ticket price includes lunch. It also includes an afternoon and evening at Big Arms State Park up at Flathead Lake. The best way to find out about this conference and the fourth annual Paddle Palooza that's coming up in July, which is the 30 mile voyage, um, is to visit silverliningmt.org. Or Silver Lining Montana on Instagram, Silver Lining Foundation of Montana on Facebook. Huge thank you to Nancy Condon, a community leader and my friend, dating back to my first ACL tear at Northern Rockies Orthopedics, good old Dr. Shooty, um, for all she does for this amazing organization and providing 
all these awesome details for our viewers and listeners today. And lastly, specifically for Skyla, who is our dear friend, my dear friend and teammate that's in the fight for her life. We continue to pray for you and send our love. Best of luck, Skyla. Keep on going. We know you got this. Um, I had this whole conversation planned out about uh, all the different identities of the Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball programs and how those have sort of revealed themselves since the league went to a neutral site tournament. But we're totally up against it. So rather than that, we'll save that for uh, the next time. Krista's on the air with us for our Where Are They Now series. Uh, But a couple notes for you on the women's basketball note quickly or on the women's basketball realm, I should say quickly. Uh, first of all, former Lady Grizz, Jace Henderson. She was going to be our first Treasure State star, so I guess we'll just get that going. Uh, Jace was a great Lady Grizz player, then an assistant coach here during a very tumultuous time at Montana, and then got uh, back on her feet after a tragic personal loss. She was engaged to Jesse Sims, the uh, great Grizz football player who lost his life in a, a tragic ATV accident. Uh, but she got back on her feet and uh, got an opportunity there at the University of Nebraska, and she worked her way up, and now she's been hired as a, a full-time assistant. So uh, both of us just think the world of Jace, think she's the nicest, sweetest gal, and uh, just really happy for her that she got back on her feet and has got a good opportunity in coaching. She's one of the most driven um, young professionals in women's basketball, and so it's going to be exciting to watch her career. No doubt. The other one I thought that was uh, great is just that Brianna Williams, who's the Gatorade Player of the Year out of Billings Skyview, is going to Maryland. It's pretty good. I mean, we've seen gals from Montana go uh, West Coast, Stanford, Gonzaga, Oregon State, but can't really remember anybody that's going to go play in the Big Ten out of Montana. It's pretty big time for Brianna Williams to be able to go play at Maryland. Really fun to follow her. Yeah, it has been really fun to follow her. And uh, it was crazy, the A State Tournament last year. You had Gonzaga and Washington and Stanford, Cal, everybody in the stands in Butte, Montana, (laughs) of all places. Or where are they now? Series presented all summer long by Ryan and Miller Law. They have over 30 years of experience. They approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. Uh, appreciate Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. The business angle, Justin Angle, all our hot button issues, live in PGA, NIL, college football, the video game, the New York Times, buy in the athletic. These stories never quit and they keep on spinning. We'll talk all about it next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 